Is everybody having a good day so far? Awesome. Hey, a couple things. I like to just lay my cards on the table when I play poker and just, these are my cards. I don't keep my cards close to the chest, so I'll lay my cards on the table for today. Number one, it's like going to be 89 degrees today, and it's probably going to be 78 in here, so I'm going to try to be done in here before 11. That's one of my cards on the table. That's my commitment to Jackie and the kidsmen because it's hot down there too. Um, maybe only a couple more weeks of heat, and then we'll be cool again. But So those are my cards. We'll try to be done in here. So for those of us that are like AC, you know, I apologize, but I thank you for being here uh, in advance. But I, that's my commitment to you, first of all. Second of all, we're going to be doing a series on prayer. And it's not like, a, hey, this is a cool, sexy series, so invite your neighbor, and they're going to love it. You're, you know, all this stuff. It's not about that. It's really about the culture of prayer here at J-Road. Um, we feel like could be kicked up like five notches. And that's not an indictment on any of you guys individually. It's a collection of promptings from the Holy Spirit that myself, the elders, and the staff have felt it's like, let's focus on prayer. Let's make sure we get our prayer life right before we focus on any other missional endeavors right now, um, other than every 12th, which is coming up. But before we focus on our vision with like the new small expressions of the church, like missional communities, let's just focus on prayer right now and make sure that we get our prayer life in order. And really when we talk about that, it's our intimacy with Jesus. That making sure that if we don't all have a personal walk with Jesus that's in a decent place or a good place, I'm not saying you don't sin, but I'm saying when you sin, you get back up and ask for forgiveness, and you're, you're, you're walking with Jesus, you're praying, you're fasting, you're reading your word. And if those habits are in place, that's saying not out of religiosity, but that's saying that you are spending time with Jesus. You're spending time with God, and you feel like, you, you know, every morning you get the spiritual armor on and you're ready for the day because you pray. And God wants us to be a praying church, amen? He doesn't want us to run after a goal, but not have our prayer life in a good spot, right? Because then it's like, you know, we're just like kind of spinning our wheels at that point because we missed. The only thing Jesus wants for us is our intimacy with him, like meaning our relationship with him, our heart with him. So we're going to be focusing on that. But also, my other laying the cards on the table is like, Wherever I'm at in the sermon, we're going to stop with like 15 minutes to go, and we're going to break up in groups and pray for each other. Everybody here is going to pray for each other, um, groups of three, four, five, um, whatever that is, and we're going to pray, okay? Because we've done this so much in the church where we talk for five weeks on prayer, but we never actually do it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like we talk about it. This is so important. This is so important. This is so important. Hey, we just haven't done it in like six weeks. <laughs> You know what I mean? And I feel convicted about that. And I'm saying this as a church leader. It's like the same way, they, this old saying, if you guys ever studied evangelism, it's like the church does classes about evangelism, we pray about evangelism, we teach you how to evangelize, but we never go out and do it. And it's the same way. It's like, how do you teach somebody to play basketball? Do you sit in a classroom and, and draw pictures of a hoop and explain how a ball goes into a hoop? No, you go out to the court and you throw them the ball and you say, hey, start shooting. Oh, the first five are air balls. Hey, that's how you learn, right? <laughs> that's a basketball hoop. Take a few shots. Take a few shots. And I feel like that's what God wants to do in our prayer life. 
Some of you are like, I'm the worst prayer in the world. That is okay. If you read the Bible from start to finish, it's filled with men and women who felt inadequate before God, and he said, I've chosen you for this reason. I've chosen you. Moses couldn't speak, and he said, don't send me, God. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. And God's like, you're the one I'm choosing. You're the one I'm choosing. You're the one I'm choosing. You can do it. Just pray. Our prayers might feel like an air ball, but God is like, that is the best prayer here. It's the same way as the widow's might. The widow threw in a penny in the offering, and then big fat cat Joe threw in 20 grand, and Jesus said, I'm more pleased with her penny than that 20 grand. Because this multi-billionaire gave a little bit out of his excess, and she gave all she had. So God is more pleased with a thank you, God, for this food than he is about a 30-minute prayer with lofty, lofty words. Do you understand what I'm saying? So incredibly important we understand this. God wants your heart. God wants to hear from your heart. And guess what? He already knows what you're going to say before you say it. It's Okay. So that's my commitment. We're going to break up and pray later on. And then I have homework for you. Um, so not only we're going to challenge you in service, but we're going to challenge you at home. So this, this homework they got is on the J-Rock. If you didn't get it, please grab one um, at some point. It's front and back. First is like you kind of choose where you think your prayer life is, how well you think it's going. Like I'm not saying it has to look like anything, but it kind of says on here four things. Like I rarely pray. It's inconsistent. It's empty. But, or it's in a good place. And so for each one you choose, there's a challenge for you, okay? And so what I want you to do is, whichever one you do, circle the challenge that you did, check off I completed the challenge, and bring it back next Sunday and drop it off in the offering box, okay? And I'm going to count how many of these we got back compared to how many people in the sanctuary, because Bruce counts how many people are in here. And, you know, this will determine how long we preach on praying. <laughs> I really just doing it as a challenge for you guys to push you outside of the church in different ways. It's, it's as simple as like praying before meals or, you know, praying uh, with somebody and, and different things. So please bring that back next week. If you have a testimony after doing this that you want to share with the church, check the box and we'll, we'll have you share your testimony as well. Does that sound good? Okay. So take that home with you and bring it back. If you lose it or you're not going to be here next Sunday, my email's on the back so you can email me your answers if you're going to be at the campground next Sunday. So there's really no excuse not to pray this week. Amen? All right. Nobody said amen to that, but that's all right. <laughs> all right. Love you guys. Uh, I'm going to start this, this off real quick. Um, we're going to do a series on prayer. Um, I believe that we struggle with prayer as a church um, mainly because— uh, I don't know why, um, to be honest. I think there's probably a number of reasons, and it's each tailor fit for each one. Some of it might be a lack of faith, where we feel like, in our heart of hearts, we don't believe in the power of prayer. Like, I believe in God, and I believe God's going to save me, but I don't think God's going to answer my prayers, so what's the point? I don't know if we'll outright say that, but sometimes we believe that, okay? Um, you know, the Bible says if anybody's sick, let him call upon the elders and they'll pray, pray for him and anoint his head with oil and the sick will be healed, you know. And then, you know, that's on them to come forward to us. Um, and so, you know, a lot of it's laziness, a lot of it's consumerism, a lot, I don't know what it is. But I feel like we got to figure this out. 
And I'm not just talking about you. I don't want anybody here to feel guilty. That's why I said, you choose where you're at. Some of you are in a great place. That's awesome. But I want us to be a praying church. I want us to be a praying church, and I want us to pray often. Um, so I, I'm going to give you homework. You're going to do that. Um, and when we're going to get together in prayer at the end, it might be painful and awkward for somebody. That is totally okay. It's like when you go to the gym for the first time and try to work out. The next day you're sore and you're in a lot of pain because you just don't flex that muscle a lot. I just feel like we got to be better at praying in front of our brothers and sisters here as the J-Road family. Because if we can't pray here with our J-Road family, how are we going to pray with a coworker who who's lost and they just told you that their mom has cancer and they're scared? Will you pray for me? If we can't pray for a sa- in the safety of our of our own building, so I mean it's trying to push that and break that, and I want us to do it until it becomes comfortable for us. So, very simple question: What is prayer? What is prayer? I didn't know. I was going to maybe ask you guys, but it's a very simple answer. Prayer is communication with God. So we have this God, the God of the universe, that is sitting on the throne in heaven, and, he, and it's a kind of a mystery to us at some point, but God is much bigger than we can understand. And that's why I try to refute people when they say, I really don't want to pray for what I'm going through because, you know what, there's kids dying in Africa of hunger, so how could I pray, you know, that I get an A on my test? It's just, it doesn't feel right. Well, when you do that, you kind of shrink God down to a God that only can answer certain prayers. God can answer all the prayers at once, and it's not confusing to him in the least bit. So we get to go before the throne room of God, step into his throne room, approach the throne of God, and pray. And so we have this open line of communication called prayer. And it is so incredibly important. God wants to hear from you. Amen? He wants to hear from you. He's expecting to hear from you. He's wanting to hear from you. And he even said in the Bible, you don't have because you don't ask. He said, I'm waiting for you to ask, but you never asked. That's when you said, hey, what are you going through? Oh, I'll pray for you. And then we walk away, and we never actually pray for that person. (laughs) And so that's why it's good to, like, pray for somebody in the moment so we don't do that. But prayer is communication with God. We have this awesome thing this awesome line of communication, this, this cell phone that links directly to God that we could use at any time. And the other thing, too, is our enemy, Satan, he hates prayer more than anything else. He hates it. Je- the disciples came to Jesus and said, why can't we cast out this demon? And he said, this demon could only be removed by prayer and fasting. That's it. He's saying, pray. You're not praying. You're talentedly, but you're not praying. Satan hates prayer. There's an old saying that was in the church a long time ago by some theologian. This isn't in the Bible, so don't quote me on it. But it says, Satan trembles when he sees the weakest of sinners on their knees. And I believe there's a lot of truth to that. He trembles. And that's why it's hard for us to pray. Our lives get busy. I think Satan tries to busy us so we don't pray. He tries to put things in our life so we don't pray. And he'll do anything he can to put that stumbling block because Satan believes in the power of prayer sometimes more than the people in the church. Right? And it's like, man, we got we to pray. 
That's why I'm so, I'm such a stickler too on having like a prayer journal or like a piece of paper with you when you pray. So you remember what you pray for and you could go back and circle it when God answers that prayer one way or the other. And so I believe so much in the power of prayer. So we're going to be talking about, um, the first thing we're going to talk about over the next couple of weeks is the Lord's Prayer. Raise your hand if you know the Lord's Prayer. Anybody, was anybody here like raised in the Catholic Church? I wasn't, but anybody else, a few of you? Yeah, a number of you. On my side of the state, the other side of the state, like everybody was raised in the Catholic Church. Here it seems like there's a lot of Reformed history, which is good. Over there, there's a ton of Catholic churches. Like everybody grew up in a Catholic church. I knew the father in town of our church, and I wasn't even Catholic um, because he was everywhere. Um, so everybody knew the Lord's Prayer, right? And it's a, it's a really, it's not so much the Lord's Prayer. It's more of what's called the model prayer. So when you guys hear the Lord's Prayer, the disciples came to Jesus, and they see Jesus praying all the time, right? Jesus went away to the mountainside to pray. Jesus went alone to pray, and he got away. And the disciples were like, I want to pray like you, Jesus. How do I pray like you? Tell us. Teach us. Teach us. Teach us. And so Jesus said, all right, I'll teach you guys how to pray. And he said, this is how you are to pray. Okay? And now we've reduced the Lord's Prayer down to, like, a recite it. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Others in heaven, give us today our daily bread and forgive us for our trespasses. We forgive those who trespass against us. I did it! Okay, we could say it, but not believe it. It's the same way. We could sing the songs during worship, but not pray them. And so the Lord's Prayer was never meant to be recited. It was meant to be modeled after. Okay, so I said, this is how you should pray. And so I'm going to read it for you. Um, I don't have this up on the screen. I have some other ones on the screen, but it's this. Um, there's a preliminary I'll get into in a second where he tells them a little bit how to pray. But this is the model prayer in a nutshell. He said in verse 9, In this manner, therefore, pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. That is the Lord's Prayer that we're going to be breaking down and discussing. Um, and again, before the Lord's Prayer, there was some preliminary thoughts, and I'll probably have time to just share one. Um, I even had like two points we won't even get to. That's fine. We have, we have a lot of time. We have a lot of Sundays ahead of us. Um, so here's a couple things. So he told the disciples how to pray, but this is the first thing he said. In verse, uh, put up Matthew 6, verse 5 through 6, okay? It says this, Jesus told them, And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly I tell you, they have received their rewards in full. But when you pray, go into your room and close the door and pray to your Father who is unseen then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. So he's obviously, this is a contextual verse that we could apply to our context as well. Right now when you drive down Muskegon, we don't see a lot of pastors on the corners saying, Dear God, I pray for, you know, myself or my church and all this stuff. We don't really see that a lot. But what is the gist of what he's saying here? What do you guys believe? Did anybody want to... Shout it out what you believe what he's saying here. 
Raise your hand, maybe. There's some things that come to mind. Yeah, Tiana. Make sure you have a private prayer life before you have a public prayer life. Like, that's really good. Yeah, and I think, you know, you could do this with anything. With And I'll just say this one thing. This used to bother the heck out of me, is like, when you go to, like, Thanksgiving and you hear, like, somebody said, did you hear Uncle Bill's prayer? It was so good. You missed it. It was so good. And I'm like, why? And they're like, it was, like, 30 minutes, and it was, like, just powerful. And he used these big words, and it was so good. And you know what I felt like when I heard that? I don't ever want to pray in front of you guys because my prayers are not like that. My prayers are like, uh, God, thank you for money to buy food. <laughs> Thank you for, you know, like, I, you know, I was hard. And then you got somebody praising this person. And God's like, I don't care about your lofty words here. I want to see your heart in secret. When your prayer just might be you crying, just crying and saying, God, help me, help me. And that might be good enough for God. That will be good enough for God. More than the lofty, you know, he's like, don't try to put on a show for other people. Don't try to put on a show for other people. There's another one, but I want us to spend time praying. So we're going to stop there for today, and we're going to get in groups and pray. Um, so, again, I wish we didn't have pews so we could make circles, but you guys just figure this out however you want, or you could stand anywhere you want. Um, but I'm going to pray. And I want you guys to get with people, like groups of three, four, two, three, four, five, give or take a, a few, and just pray for each other, okay? Um, it doesn't have to be about, like, what we just talked about right here, but just pray for each other. Ask people what's going on, and pray for each other, and um, take turns praying. Even if it's super short, that's okay. All right? Let me pray, and then we'll break up. God, I love you and I worship you. Thank you so much for this time that we could just grow our prayer life. I know that you want to do something big in Jericho Road Church, and it starts with us surrendering our hearts to you. So God, I pray that this time we get to get, maybe get to know somebody we don't know super well. We get to hear somebody's heart, and we just pray for like 10 minutes. So we thank you, God, in Jesus' name. Amen.